Hello everybody and welcome to episode 15 of Kiddle Hoop, where we talk fun stuff like movies, TV shows and video games. My name is Jamie and co-hosting with me as always is the boy with the best hair in the business, Rory Kidd. Happy New Happy Year! Happy New Year! That's right. 2019! I'm going to predict on next week's episode, you think it's the New Year episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good I, prediction. That's a good prediction. Solid prediction. Let's see if it happens. If you want to find out, you have to come into next episode. Oh, yeah. It's not like we've recorded that next previously. Next Monday. Who Who's knows? on Who it? Knows? Is it the two of us again or is someone else there? Is it Cam? Is it Gregor? Is it Steph? Who's Steph, you say? You'll have to find out. She might be on next episode. Can anyway. we predict the future? Maybe. Or have we already recorded the future? Ah, who knows? <laughs> uh, one of those rare episodes we've actually got now is just you and me. Yeah, have we we, got, we tend to enjoy having a. Have we got any tagalongs? Having a tagalong, having a. Uh, so it's uh, a big couch and cams. What do we call them? Cams flat, and it's. Uh, what do we call it? Guest. A guest. Guest yes. speaker. English already. Come on. Yes. Right. Just us. Uh, so. We got a big pot this ahead of us. We're going oh, back to, going back to the, the usual structure. We got news, and we got a big topic. The topic this week is. Uh, our 2019 movie predictions. Yeah. But uh, first of all, let's jump straight into some housekeeping in the news. You can find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify, everybody. We upload a new episode every Monday morning, so that fits into your commute to give us a download. And if you're kind human beings, leave us a not-so-harsh review. We're a bunch of five-star men, so hopefully that reflects in your <laughs> five-star five man! You are! Yes, you are, Rory. Uh, how have you been this week? Like, we actually, have, actually haven't asked you yet how your week's been. Uh, it's it's been fine. I, I'm one of the rare ones that hasn't hasn't started work yet. Mm. I start back on the seventh. Everyone else kind of started on the third, I think. I was I, I've been back at work for two days, yeah. It's been great. Although I think I'm gonna suffer for it on Monday when I actually go to work. You're gonna go back to everyone's normal. everyone's had that sort of two day ease yourself in. Ease yourself. Luckily though, uh I'm only in for three days and then we're going to France. <laughs> That's true. You had a good new year? Uh yeah, it was really good. I was in Sterling. I was with our, my bassist and Dante, switch your phone off. Sorry, phone so professional. Anyway, I was in Sterling with the bassist from Dante. It was it's also his birthday on Hogmanay, so he had a few friends around. It was pretty chilled out. We drank lots of beer. We played lots of board games and card games. Mm. And I also brought Smash Bros. And we played a lot of Smash That's till like four in the morning. I was in the East Nook Fife in Scotland. East Nook. Uh, with uh, a bunch of boys and girls that I'm really good friends with. We were staying in a house for three days, and we drank for three days in a row. And my body feels like I drank for three days in a row. Nice. Uh, like, honest to God, I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, I think only ever, my body ever does this, like, I'm when I'm on the ski trips. But I've drank so much for so often, for such a se- uh, like consecutive days. Yeah. Um, Like, I try and go to sleep, but can't get to sleep because my body, like... Uh, junts me awake. Oh, right, okay. Because it feels like if I fall asleep, I might slip into a coma. Oh, that's weird. That's uh, never happened to me before. Uh, well, you've never drunk. You've not. <laughs> Maybe drunk you shouldn't amount. drink so much. Jesus. But it was amazing fun. Like we, there was this tiny little old man pub, and it was like the movie American Werewolf in London. You walk into the pub, and all the old men turn around like, "Who the hell are you?" The piano stops playing. You are not <laughs> from around here. Um. So we put some Robbie Williams on the jukebox and made everyone dance to it. And Lovely. We had a locket, and it was class. Did you entertain them? Oh, we absolutely. Yeah, they were angels. Oh, lovely. Like that. <laughs> Very good. Right, uh, we'll jump into the news, shall we? Uh, Let's. Good first, news this week. First news story I've got on here is Star Wars Episode 
Nymery. Oh, uh, I didn't see the stone. Carrie Fisher's brother is thrilled with Leia footage, apparently. Good. According to Todd Fisher, brother of the late Carrie Fisher, the unused footage of Leia Organa from Star Wars The Force Awakens that will potentially be used in Star Wars Episode Nine is substantially uh, is substantial and looks like it was shot yesterday, apparently. Uh, Todd said that Interesting. this footage is not simply outtakes or reshoots, but new content that could be woven into the storyline. I have no idea how they've done that. Uh, well, if it's not reshoots or outtakes, then it's just scenes they didn't use, I guess. Are they CGing it? I don't think so. They better fucking I don't not think CG they it. I don't, don't want to see another will. CG. Leia's it would be it would be stuff that they did for Last Jedi that might work in this movie. The Leia I mean? CG in Rogue One was not good. It was pretty bad compared to Tarkin, which looking back on, isn't amazing, but not still pretty good. good. It did push it push it out, but it the Leia one like was a video much game. worse than the Tarkin one. Ugh, uh, either way, I'm I'm not thrilled for the next Star Wars. I'm not gonna. It's my phone over there. Who cares? Uh, I need to time the podcast. Is that right over there? Next to my keys. You can pause this part. Actually, you know what? It doesn't matter because I can I can judge it from where the end credits are. Okay. Fine. Moving on. Moving on. Uh yeah, I mean fuck Star Wars. I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. thrilled about this. Um it's it's a nice break to not have any Star Wars this year. Yeah, I've actually well, we or had last solo. Year. We had solo. Yeah, but like like canon. <laughs> I mean, I suppose this is can but canon to the story. So close to the Skywalker story. Sure. It's I'm, nice to have a break. I'm enjoying the break. Is there a Star Wars movie this year? Yeah, it's 2019. We'll so get into that. Episode 9 gets... In this episode. Exactly, yeah. So that's what this episode's about. Um, story number two. The original Pokemon movie is possibly, get, possibly getting a possibly. CGI Pokemon. remake. Have you seen the, the trailer for this? No. So... There's a trailer already. Yeah, it, well, it's possible the upcoming Pokemon movie called Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution OMG. will be a CGI remake of the original Pokemon film, which was released in 1998 in Japan. And Good movie. 1999, I think, here. Famously, the movie Dad fell asleep to. Following fan speculation, after the release of a new teaser trailer for the movie, uh, has this has led f- uh, fan speculation that it's possibly a remake. I watched the trailer, and you know what? Probably bang on is. Oh right, okay. Does it is this because is it the same CGI as from uh, Detective Pikachu? Kind of looks like that. Is it like the, weird, realistic, but yeah, but no, uh, no it's more cartoony. Oh, okay. I don't think there's going to be any live action people. people in it. So they're all cartoony people. I think so. Well, you only see Mewtwo and Mew. Oh, okay. So like the the trailer starts with like uh, like you're looking at it from Mewtwo's perspective, and he's like flying over the clouds, okay, like flying, and then it pans around. You see him, and he's got like glowing pink eyes and stuff. And then uh, he all of, all of a sudden stops and like gets in like combat mode, and it pans out and it's, it's you're like in the middle of the sky. Yeah, there's like Mew staring, like the, Mew staring back at him, movie. but Mew is super tiny and Mewtwo is massive. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And then like that was the conflict in the first movie, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe get a remake. I remember watching that film when I was nine years old in the cinema for my birthday, and Dad fell asleep. I remember Dad falling asleep. I don't remember the film very well. He did not like the Pokemon. And he famously says, yeah, how much of a, uh, a unsatisfactory concept. film that was yes. for him. And so, yeah, looking forward to maybe a Pokemon reboot. I watched Detective Pikachu because that Me looks too. fun. Me too. Only because I love Ryan Reynolds, though. I think he sells that on me, yeah. Right. It's t- new story number three. I think you like this. Cool. Black Mirror's Bandersnatch. 
the worst thing I've watched this like, week. You didn't like it, did you? I did not like it. Why not? It was tedious. I have never really played a choose-your-own-adventure game before. But you don't like Black Mirror. I don't. Well, no. On the whole. I, I don't like Black Mirror because it makes me feel uncomfortable. This movie didn't make me feel uncomfortable. It bored me. I was expecting something like Black Mirror to be pretty, not action, but pretty interesting to go forward. You're basically following this kid who is making a video game called Bandersnatch, which is a choose-your-own-adventure video game. Mm. And the little things that they ask you to choose, I really couldn't care about at the start. Like, mm. what breakfast? Are you going to have sugar puffs or frosties? I don't care. What did you choose? Sugar puffs. Ah, uh, just frosties. Mm, I definitely. There you go. And then it was. You know, like, sugar puffs aren't called sugar puffs anymore. Yeah, they're called like puff cereal or something. You can't put sugar in it anymore because it sounds. Are they called like. Um, yeah, you can't say sugar. Is it like honey monster puffs? Honey puffs. Honey puffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then it's choose the music you want to listen to. And then it got to the what point. What did you choose? Best of the A's? Yep. You now now two, I think it was. Now two, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you get to this job interview. Mm-hmm. And he's like a 17-year-old kid, 16, 17-year-old kid. Who's he gets got offered made, a job. Gets offered a job, and you get the option, work for the company or do it yourself. And I was like, fuck, you're at this job interview. Work, yeah, work for the company. Now, and I, then it takes you to the end. Uh-huh. So that was my first ending where you, Straight away. you get the review of the game, and it's like, oh, it's as if he just sold out to a corporate, and it's very yeah. corporate, zero stars out of five. I, and I was like, what? Yeah. I, I ended up in the same position. I think what the, on my first time around, I think what Charlie Brooker and uh, the showrunners wanted to do here was to teach you how it works. Like, yeah, it might be the sensible option to pick that option, but the sensible option also might lead you to the wrong answer. So, but then for a choose your own adventure game, mm-hmm. all this is, te- all this feels for me is that it's not, they didn't make that line. They didn't make that journey. So there's like there's a and ridiculous... this happens to me a lot in yeah. the movie, in the film, or whatever you call it, game. All the sort of the options that I chose seem to end very abru- abruptly, abruptly, as if they were like, no, 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 you need to go on this path. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, stop telling me where there's to some, go. I want some... to go a certain way, and I... you're saying no, that's the end. I okay. On the whole, I thought it was a very interesting concept for. A one-off episode. I don't see this yeah. kind of thing being. It shouldn't be a series. A trend. It's a good experiment, definitely. But I liked the. I kind of felt like there was. Did you get to the part where he can? Full spoilers, by the way. Full spoilers for Banner Snatch. I've not seen it. Um. Did you get to the part where he's writing the game at home, and he starts to realize that he's being controlled by something else? Yes. And you get to tell him if you want to, that you are watching him through Netflix. Send him a sign, yeah, or tell him about Netflix, yeah, because that that's you get that, that was interesting for me. Okay, and at I said, that point, you're in Netflix. At that point, I started to think this is a metaphor for free will. Like, does anyone have? Yeah, he says that to his trick. Yeah, does anyone have uh, the opportunity and power to actually make the decisions they're in, or are you on a set path due to the circumstances you've been put on? Yeah, and um, which I thought was really interesting. And it was a good metaphor to follow that. But the choose your own and the choose your own adventure thing is a good way of exploring that. Now, the problem with this is Black Mirror's Banner Snatch has an ending so hidden the director can't even get to it. How many endings? Are there? So, Banner Snatch <laughs> director David Slade has revealed that some endings are so secret and difficult to get to that they may never be viewed by audiences. And he's quoted here, 
there are scenes that some people would just never see, and we had to make sure that we were okay with that, explained Slade. We added, sh we actually shot a scene that we can't access. While Netflix has officially said that there are five main endings, variants on the, of these make it hard to say exactly how many there truly are. Yeah. Black Mirror creator and writer Charlie Brooker couldn't even pin down a number. I don't know how many endings there are. This is a quote. quote. I think I've forgotten. Brooker explained. There, are, there were quite heated debates about what constitutes an ending. There's a school of thought that says anytime it stops and you go back, that's an ending. In Bandersnatch, there are endings that are really abrupt, that are that are still endings in my mind. For example, your first one. Yeah. So if that's if that's true, what he says, I had probably five endings. I think I had about the same, I had five or six endings. And but then go I got annoyed. I wanted to go back and see how far I could get in different. different well, this shows. is the thing. I got to the point where it kept telling me to go back because I chose wrong, supposedly. Mm. That I was like, if it tells me this one more time, fuck this show. I'm going to watch a movie because I got yeah. frustrated and bored. And then this was the thing where you got to the crossroads, which is great. That's what I was looking for. Crossroads. Pick these two where you were going to go into the shrink or follow your mate that you saw walk down the road. And I was like, I'll go into the shrink. And then that happened. And it was like, oh, you chose wrong. Go back. Went into the shrink again and chose a different one. And she said, surely there should be more action. You know, and then she suddenly turns into a ninja with nunchucks. Yeah, I know. Your dad comes your dad in. Comes you have a big you fight. Yeah. And then, but this is the kind of almost childish thing that I didn't enjoy, where it was like, get more action. And it was yes or fuck yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're already <laughs> on a path that can't really change. It's going to go one yeah. way or the other. The, that's, the outcome's going to be very similar. That outcome must be an ending because I had to go back at that point. Yeah. Because after you've had a fight, he's like, me and my mate from Netflix is going to fuck you up. And I was like, yeah, we are. It also, and then it said, oh, cool. You're back to the fork in the road. It also actually <laughs> felt like because you had to be so alert and on your trackpad yeah. or your remote or whatever while you're doing it, it didn't actually feel like you were, like they, they've described it as a choose your own adventure mo like episode movie. I wasn't watching it. I wasn't watching it either. You, it felt like you were just playing a video game. Yeah. Like you were actually playing but a, a video really game. shit one. That wasn't shit. Like I like the acting. The guy who plays the coder, um, with the bleached hair. Yeah, Mr. He, Eyebrows. He's in loads of stuff. I think he's a great actor. Really good actor. I like him. His character was my favorite character in it. He was in uh, the Revenant. And he was in I think the Maze Runners films. Was it the Revenant with Leo? The uh, one he got his yes. Yeah, the one he got was. his Oscar for. He was in someone else recently that I saw him in that I thought he was really good in. He's a British actor from the BBC. I think. Yeah, he is British. He's like come up. No, he's a good guy. Um. Uh, he was my favorite part about it. Uh, we've got another season of Black Mirror following this, and I imagine they just do like these big experimental ones to see what happens. Mm -hmm. I will say I liked it, even though I wouldn't welcome any more. I tweeted about it on our Twitter handle. Yeah, I so tweeted about it, I think. If you follow us on Twitter, you should uh, have a look at my tweet. And I said something, something along the lines of, I really liked it, but give me some more White Christmas or San Junipero. Oh, yeah, you really enjoyed those. Yeah. They were very Right. I will give this our review of... It's fine. It's fine? Okay. It's fine. And number four, new story number four. Kevin Smith begins pre-production on a Jay and Silent Bob remake. Hells yeah! yeah. Kevin Smith, a.k.a. <laughs> Silent Bob, has announced that he's in the early stages of developing um, with the Jay and Silent Bob reboots. The early stages of developing the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, 
Revealed via Twitter, Smith says a pre-pre-production meeting for the film was held on the first day of the year. Um, he followed this up by tweeting, Happy New Year, and you accomplish all the things you dream of doing unless you dream of hurting people. 2018 was the year that almost killed me, but 2019 would be the year of the reboot. Ooh. I reckon this is going to be just Because a, he had cancer? Yeah, uh, No, he had a heart attack. Or, oh, okay. Um, I think, even though it's a reboot, I think he is doing this to make a... Uh, so this meta- no one said anything about Jane Silent Bob reboot. No, he's just said the word reboot. It's gonna they're making a reboot. I think, but I don't think it's gonna be a reboot. I think it's gonna be a commentary on people rebooting things over and over again. But it'll be a new Jane and Silent Bob movie. Yeah, about how shit reboots are. Fuck, fuck, one motherfucker. Fuck, Which motherfucker, is weird because he gets called weed, a fat smoking fuck. weed. He gets called a fat fuck a lot by Jay. And oh, he's, he's lost a, a shit ton of weight. Lost man. a lot of weight. He looks good. Um, I'm, I liked Jane Silent Bob's right back. Is that the one with Mark Hamill? Yeah. <laughs> and the one As where they the, go on the road trip. Uh, cock Nobbler or something. <laughs> He's a Jedi. I, Kevin Smith made some really good films. Uh, Jane Silent Bob, Switchback is one of my favorites, but I also really liked Clerks. Clerks was good. Clerks 2 was good. I didn't see Clerks 2, but Very I saw... Good. Oh, no. Is that the one in color? Yeah, it's in color. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen Clerks 2. Uh, um, Dogma. Dogma is maybe the best one he's done. Dogma really is good. so good. And also... If you don't know, if you haven't seen Dogma before, anyone that's listening at home, Dogma is a story about two angels who are banished from heaven. Who is Loki? Is he not? It's Loki and um, someone else. Well, they're played by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's Bartleby, Loki and Bartleby, and they are on a mission to try and get back into heaven. But and they find a loophole in a clause in a church in Baltimore, Boston, I think. Yeah, and um, they go on this trip across America to get to this church. But in doing so, it would reverse the will of God and therefore cause dogma. Yeah. And like it would reverse all life or existence. So Jane Silent Bob, along with... Um, the classic Alan Rickman. Oh, Alan Rickman's in it with no dick. Yeah, and he, he can't drink an tequila. And he's an angel. He's the voice of God. And the woman. I don't know who the woman is. But I can't she's remember really her name. She's in a, she was the she's a female. She's the lady in Men in Black. She's the coroner. Is she? Yeah. Ah, but it's such that. a funny film. And it's very clever as well. And also has uh, Dawson's Creek and American Pie guy in, in it. Because at the end, they're playing the actors. And Jane Silent Bob steal their uh, equipment. And go, oh, no, no, sorry. That's Jane Silent Bob's yeah, straight, straight back. Not back. Dogma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got um, your man from My Name is Earl. What's his name? He's the, he's, yes. um, uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know he's his the name. Devil. He's the devil. Good film. If you want a recommendation, go watch something. Go watch that tonight. That's a good film. Okay, last news story we have. Aquaman will be DC's biggest hit movie since The Dark Knight Rises. I read this. It has surpassed... Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman and... Uh, well, Wonder Woman's the big one. I was going to say The Suicide Squad. That's not hard to do. Yeah, well, The Hollywood Reporter states that the film finished the Christmas period at the box office, earning a whopping global total of seven... 151.8 million. When I wrote this the other day, I think it's since surpassed 900 million. Bloody hell. Yeah. Which means uh, That's it's a lot of money. second only to The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. So it's third. Top Good. Three. I mean, I want to see it. Whether or not I'll find the time before I go to work. Uh, or You've not seen it yet? I've not seen it yet. I really want to. I was uh, going to see I, it with would, Fraser this weekend. Yeah. Oh, we could have seen it again. I'll go watch it with you. You'll see it tomorrow? Well, we finish this, we can see a late night showing. Yeah, we could have a look and see what timings there are. Um, because I, I liked it, I did enjoy it. Um, even though have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, well, I'll go watch it again. Oh, France. 
Um, <laughs> if you want to go to the cinema. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did watch it and I did like it in comparison because I compared it to all the other DC stuff that came before it and it's very different. Momoa yeah. is very good. He loves being Aquaman. Oh, he absolutely His loves Aquaman. His whole press tour yeah. uh, of um, marketing the, the whole movie, he just loves the fact that he has his own movie, he's Aquaman, and he's this cool Samoan guy or Hawaiian or I don't want to be racist, <laughs> maybe Cherokee. Who knows what his origin is, but he fucking loves it. He loves it, no, and he, he gets totally into it. Um, they did the, the Hacker uh, yeah, premiere at one that. point yeah, with his that. kids. They must have been in uh, Wellington or something. Maybe. They might have been in Japan. Mm. Um, but no, it's good. I think um, uh, the director, what's his name? Uh, this Fast and Furious movies. Don't know. Uh, the direction's very good. There's an amazing tracking scene in it in Sicily. Mm. Uh, like a Sicilian island. Which apparently isn't all CGI. No, it's not. It's all, they can, and it, you can tell the way the camera moves and follows it. It's like, it's like a the stuntman. The camera's on a wire. Yeah, and the stuntman is pushing it and it follows. Yeah. It's really, really impressive. He like goes through walls and falls down at one point and then jumps onto a building. Yeah. And that's one shot from a stuntman, which oh, is incredible. No, it's class. It, it really is. Um, it is, out of the DC films, if you're looking at the, the big, the big roster from what Man of Steel since, this is maybe my favorite one. Nice. Like, Looking I think it might it. go with that. I kind of liked Man of Steel. It's the closest one, I think, in my opinion, having not watched it yet, to a de- to a comic book yeah, movie. absolutely. You've got Mantis, or whatever the bad guy's called. Black Manta. Black Manta, who looks ridiculous. Mantis to bargain. MD. But when I first saw it, I thought, that looks ridiculous. It almost looks like a Power Ranger 90s bad guy. Yeah, it But it is. works because when you look at the comic books, he looks exactly like it's, the comic it's book. It's quite campy. And um, Aquaman has a suit that isn't like that Justice League suit, which was crap for Aquaman. It was yeah, like, he, he's got a, a He's got the gold and green. That comes out That comes out towards the end. Um, they also have a cool bit. Like I didn't realize, but uh, the Atlanteans can't breathe outside of the ocean, apart from if you're royalty. So, like, the only people that can be about water are, like, Aquaman's family. Oh, wow. So any other Atlantean that comes out of the water they have has to like have, a, like, a reverse like scuba suit. Thing. It's like, yeah, it's like a reverse scuba suit. It's like no, a, a mask cool. that's wrapped in water. It's a cool idea. It's really cool. Because so, he breaks one at one point and someone's got, he's got to put his head in a toilet. Just so he won't uh-huh. die. Comedy. Comedy. Uh, no, yeah, it was good. There was, it was a good combination of, like, laughs and drama. It was really campy, mm. which I think the DC universe had needed some, something that injected into it a little bit. Uh... Yeah, and it's made a lot of money, so people are happy. It'll probably get a sequel, even though what's going on with that, that that like um, universe? Universe, yeah. Uh, I, they're making a Wonder Woman sequel, so we'll see. I, I see. I didn't rate Wonder Woman. I quite liked it. Chris Pine will be back. I, I can feel it. He'll be back. He died in an airplane. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> I didn't rate it. I, I don't know. It was too much of a period piece. I think because of the success of this, they I think they now have an idea of what they should make their movies more like. Marvel movies. Oh. And um, I think they'll continue and see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Whoever Batman may be nowadays. Have you got any, any news you wanted to add to that list? Uh, no, really. Cool, 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 cool. Big topic. We're going to move to the big topic. Big topic. Our 2019 movie predictions. What's going to be your... Favorite movie of the year next year, Rory. I'll go for a list. Predi- Not really predictions. We know what's happening. We know what's happening. More about what we're looking forward to. Yeah. So the um, movies you'll uh, you'll be watching in 2019 and our thoughts and feelings. Awesome. An essay by Rory and Jamie Kidd, age 28 and 27. Hi. Hi. 
Uh, so hold on to your seats, folks, because when it comes to movies, 2019 is going to be a huge blockbuster year. Wrapping. Sequels, reboots, and adaptations of comics and video games, horror events, and iconic filmmakers are coming to the cinema. And for a while, at least, they're going to be all, all that everyone wants to talk about. So we are going to go through as many of these as we can, give our thoughts and feelings. I'm definitely not going to mention them all because I've got... How many have I got on this list for? I've got so many on this One, list. One, two, three, four, five, six, And there seven, are only eight, so much nine, that I nine, actually nine, care about. 24, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. Jesus, 29. Yep. Oh, my God. Yes. Do Right, okay. <laughs> or something like that. I'm going to limit ourselves. I think we should limit ourselves to the ones that are worth mentioning. To five to ten. So maybe not the first two. <laughs> right, let me just go back to the top of this list because that's big. Um, I think the first one should or be mentioned. Or first three. Because I, I like the first. I want to listen to the first two one. Two and three then. We don't need yeah. So the first one I've got, because it goes in chronological order for when they're released. I see. Uh, released on the 18th of January, uh, and or the 17th of January in Australia, is Glass by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, Shyamalan twist. Did you watch... Um, twist it again. Keep up. Did you watch... Uh, what was the one he did before? What, about Glass? Um, Split. Yeah. No, Split. Yeah. I've seen it. It's not about Glass. It's about Split. Yeah, but it's, this is what Glass is about. It's got yeah, Split so, in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this... <laughs> okay. The original superhero yes, I've seen mythology split. that M. Night Shyamalan created in 2000 with Unbreakable and continued to everyone's surprise with 2016 Split. Builds to a massive conclusion in the movie Glass. Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, and James McAvoy are back, and their paths are intersecting. And since it's an M. Like Shyamalan film, nobody knows what's going to happen. The first two films in the series are among Shyamalan's very best, and if the pattern continues, Glass could be the finale of the all-time classic trilogy. So it's Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson from the movie Unbreakable. That's the one where he is unbreakable. The man, no, he is breakable because he's glass. Well, he's Mister Glass. He's his, bro glass his bones are bones. so frail. He's every time he break one, the kids used to call him Mister Glass. And Bruce Willis is some sort of superhero man. Well, yeah, Bruce Willis survives a train crash and he realizes that he's got like superhuman strengths and powers and stuff. And um, uh, McAvoy is a weird wolf man. So McAvoy, <laughs> who so yeah, the film split that came out in twenty sixteen, the Beast, they call him. Uh, well, he's got a split personality disorder yeah. where he's got some like 19 personalities. One of those 19 personalities is the beast. And he literally turns into a bit of a bloody beast. Yeah, He's jacked, by the way. I think that's CGI. That's no way, James man. McAvoy. Hey, we're pals with his sister. Should we ask Joy? We'll ask Joy. Joy, Joy Give McAvoy. Joy a tweet and ask her about whether or not her brother... Going to name drop here. Took we, the roids. Roy and, I, <laughs> Roy and I used to pull pints in a little pub called the Ormore in Glasgow with... Uh, James McAvoy's sister. Joy, Joy McAvoy. Shout out to Joy if you're there. Hi, we, Joy. We send her a link to this. We should send her a link to we'll this. We'll send her a link to the, yeah. to the pod. Um, I'm looking forward to this because I like the last two. I did like the last two. Um, yeah. I think the, Unbreakable. The really old, isn't it? Unbreakable's great, but it has a really shit ending. Do you remember how it ends? Does he put on a raincoat? Uh, no, he confronts. Like, that's his like superhero costume. He confronts Glass <laughs> in the comic book shop. Yeah, and he's in a wheelchair because he's been he's frail and whatnot, and he confronts him, and Glass admits all of it, but he can't chase after him. And, and then, he goes into this room, and he's got all these things mapped out and stuff. Yeah, in, in the comic books. Yeah, but when he goes away, there's like this weird voiceover or credits roll, but it explains what happens next. It's like it's like, and Bruce Willis contacted the police, and the police 
uh, incarcerated Mr. Glass and he never hurt anyone again. And yeah. that was the end of Mr. Glass. And it was just like, oh, well, that's an odd ending. Like, it wasn't very dramatic. Yeah. Um, but Split was great. Like, that, what a twist. And it is M. Night Shyamalan weighing in the whole superhero um, mythology. What was the twist? Stuff. The fact that he is the beast. No, the twist at the end. So after it's exposed that um, this guy has... Because they has only been, thought he had 18 and the beast was 19. Yeah, so it's exposed in the news that this guy has been kidnapping like, yeah. girls and stuff and they managed to get out and he's been well, incarcerated by the police. Um, it's one then, gets out of three. It then pans <laughs> to like a, a diner in Philadelphia because all of M. Night Shyamalan's films are... Oh, from, Bruce Willis is in it. Bruce Willis is that's, in the diner. Is that the twist? Yeah, he looks. that's the twist. He looks over and he goes, oh, someone better stop that guy. I see. Oh. I forgot about that. So yeah, that's Hence what I'll glass. Uh, well, I think that's a really good concept for a film. It's out. What's this? What's it? Eighteenth of January here. So, couple, couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. Two weeks ago. Eh? Want to watch it together? Yeah. Cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's go do that. Could do that. Um. Right. Do you want to pick the next film? Uh. Yeah. We'll go through. We'll go up to number four but we'll just mention lego 2 movie is coming out as well as how to Ranger dragon number five or however yes, many this lego, is. Movie, <laughs> lego movie comes out on february the 8th and how to train dragon the hidden world is released on february 22nd but cool. we, won't, we won't talk about those. oh we probably won't go to the cinema to see those i mean lego movie went really well and it had a very good song but you know whatever moving on uh the next film on our list is captain marvel released uh this year oh no we're gonna see this yeah boy Released this year, March 8th, or March 7th in Australia. Australia's getting them all Let early. Let me get them early. So Oscar winner Brie Larson joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Captain Marvel. Whoops. A former uh, fighter pilot turned intergalactic warrior who returns to Earth in the 1990s and teams up with a younger Nick Fury, also played by Samuel L. Jackson. That's two films we just talked about with SLJ. Two films in the same month. Uh, nope, the new months. film will also give audiences their first glimpse of live-action scrolls. The shape-shifting Scroll. aliens who have uh, menaced Earth's mightiest woman. heroes many times in the pages of the comics. Uh, we've talked a lot about this film in our MCU we episodes. Have. We could pass it if you want. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I want. I sh- we should shout it out. Like yep. That's going to be a really good film. I want to see what the 90s look like. I it's want... a prequel to The Snappening. I hope it's got a wicked soundtrack. Hopefully it features Robbie Williams, Live at um, really? Nebworth. Why would it do that? It's the 90s in America. Yeah, but <laughs> I will have NSYNC if anything. Uh, if you, if you listen, dirty this, pop. If you listen, to this Andrew Watson, who I was spending New Year with, he would not stop playing Robbie Williams live at Networth's Angels over and over and over again. Man needs some music taste. Man needs to just get. <laughs> oh. Yes, us. I do want to talk about us though. Next film. What is us? So us. Did you watch Get Out by Jordan Peele? No, I did not. Get Out. You didn't watch Get Out. No. I don't like scary movies. Ah, oh, Get Out. And was... the the fucking screensaver little thumbnail for this movie on Sky was a man on a chair looking terrified. Yeah. So no, I'm not going to watch that. Okay. <laughs> get Out. But Get Out. It's like uh, Get Out was written by Jordan Peele, obviously, and it had like a, a really interesting narrative on uh, race relations in the states, uh, modern race relations in the states, and how black people are treated. And it apparently, was, it takes a scientific, a sci-fi twist. Takes a big sci-fi twist. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm not gonna lie, it's not. It's not that scary at all. Honestly, <laughs> okay, it's really not that scary at all. It's kind of disturbing, like psychologically, right? But there's no jump scares and all that kind of crap. Um, and it's so well done. So this is Jordan Peele's next film, 
This is the, basically his second album. The second album. He's going to go one more, for one more big hit. Us. Can he do it again? Or US. Follow-up Oscar winner, uh, horror filmmaker from Get Out. Um, uh, this is another mysterious and creepy project, it looks like. As of writing this, not much is known about the plot, other than Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke play a daughter and father on a vacation with two friends, uh, played by Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker. I don't know who they are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and the things go and that things go bad when unexpected guests arrive. It sounds like a home invasion thriller, but there's an excellent chance that Jordan Peele uh, still has tricks up his sleeve, and that we have no idea how us is going to pan out and terrify us. It looks like by us, like uh, from watching the trailer, it looks like carbon copies of themselves. Like if you've seen the film The Strangers, who like try and break into a yeah. house, it looks like a film like that. But the people breaking into the house are copies of themselves. Clones. Clones of some kind. Oh, damn. Yeah. I don't know. It could be clones. It could be some sort of weird time travel element. Like knowing the way Ooh. the twists happen and get out, it could literally be anything. Okay. And I'm interested. I really, really I want might, to see that. I might watch Get Out during the day. <laughs> anyway. Watch it. No, no, seriously. <laughs> it's It's got a really creepy beginning because the music's really creepy yeah. at the beginning. But honestly, it's a really good film. And the only times I reckon I've, I felt shivers down my spine were towards the very end. But there's no jump scares. Cool. Really good actors in it as well. The, um, Would you say Haunting on Hill House is scarier? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. I'll watch this then. Yeah. Because that was great. Um, I mean, it was scary as shit, but, but get the story out, was good. Get Out is probably more um, clever. Okay. I think both both uh, Haunting on Hill House and Get Out are just as thought-provoking, but Get Out is probably more clever. You walk away thinking, ah, oh, that's, that's a, I've, I've watched something that people, this guy's put a lot of thought into. Yeah. Very, very good. Nice. Uh, next film we have on the list, uh, we'll just mention it and not talk about it because we talked about it quite a few times. Dumbo. Dumbo. Uh, Tim Burton's Dumbo is getting released on March 29th or March 28th in Australia. You lucky bog. Dan Ander getting all the movies. Again, a day early. Uh, do you want to talk about Pet Cemetery? Uh, you can. You know a lot more about it than I do. Released on April 4th, my birthday in Australia. Oh, very good. Stephen King's remake. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much. I watched the original. Is it about a pet cemetery? Do you not know the story? No. Yeah, it's about pet cemetery. Okay. Nailed it. And uh, is it or is it haunted with pet ghosts? No. Do you not know the theory about, about pet cemeteries? No. So uh, if your pet dies, if it be a budgie, a uh, cat, a dog, or whatever, you go by and bury them in this mass like grave section called a pet cemetery. Um, the twist is, if you bury someone in it, in a pet cemetery, they can come back to life. A person. So if you bury a person in the pet cemetery, not a pet. Well, the pets come back to life too. Oh, right. Okay. But the people start doing, they start in the book, and in the movie they start doing it. And is this a live action movie? Yeah. Okay. It's got John Lithgow in it. Hey. Uh, Lord Farquhar. Lord Farquhar. He hoofed and he poofed and he... Uh, signed an eviction signed notice. Signed an eviction notice, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, uh, it's a really good book. Um... And I didn't like the old adaptation, so I might I might watch this. Um, but I might not be in the country by then. I won't be in the country by then. Yes. Big news, podcast Big fans. news. Uh, our podcast timetable is limited because your man, Jamie, the host with the most over here, is... The man uh, who prepares every episode. <laughs> like, yeah, the writes out every episode. Uh, I am moving to Australia for a wee while. And so Rory and Gregor might have to carry this on their own. We'll see how we do. So we're going to try. <laughs> just drop that bomb in the middle of this list of yes. movies. We're we'll maybe talk put about. it at the end as well. Do you want to talk about Shazam? Uh, yeah, I think it, 
I don't know much about Shazam. Released on the same day, April 5th uh, and April 4th in Australia. Uh, the DC Extended Universe gets a heck of a lot lighter with David F. Sanderberg's Shazam, in which a young boy named Billy Batson, played by Asher Angel, gains the Good power... Name. Yeah, it's not about Asher Angel. Gains the power to turn into a dashing, super-powered Superman, played by Zachary Levi. Yes. Um, while keeping his childlike wonder. But will he grow up in time to stop the nefarious Dr. Uh, Savannah. Savannah, played by Mark Strong. Warner Brothers' yeah, superhero yeah. movies have been prog- uh, getting progressively lighter since Batman vs. Superman, but this seems to be their most family-friendly installment yet. Will hardcore fans embrace it, and will it even matter if they do? If everyone else does. If everyone else does, yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I've not watched the trailer for it. I've seen the you poster. Trailer is It looks funny. quite funny. And I think he's a comic actor. Yeah. He seems really funny. The guy, Zachary Levi, is in Chuck. Yes. That's where I recognize his face from. And it's it's almost like uh, Billy Batson when he... I don't know how he does it. How he turns into Shazam. He just says Shazam. He has to say like a word, does he? He says Shazam. That's what he says. And then he turns into a fully grown man. Shazam. It's like a a bolt of lightning hits him and he turns into Shazam. Yeah. But he has the still that you said childlike wonder. So it's still his brain. Yeah. He's just in a six foot four. He's just big. And yeah. I, I think they'd use it like in, in one scene to, when they're in a grocery store to go buy beer. Stuff like right, that. Right, okay. Um, Very good. But people have, I, I think on social media, people are complaining that Zachary Levi doesn't look like the kid enough. He's got black hair, whereas well, I think no, they both got blonde. Mm, does he? Oh, no, I don't think so. I just think they don't look enough alike when they change. Mm. Um, or they're... They're supposed to have the same characteristics, but the kid it feels like he's got completely different characteristics to Shazam when he's Oh, Shazam. so he's playing... So you're almost thinking that Zachary Levi is playing a kid, not playing the, kid the way that, that Asher is playing yeah, the kid. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, it's like, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference uh, a podcast we're not done recorded yet, but I've written. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. When Joaquin Phoenix, not Joaquin Phoenix, River Phoenix, River Phoenix, who plays young Indy at the beginning. Yeah. So I done my research for this. I wrote this episode of the day as well. Um, apparently, when it came to portraying Indiana Jones in the film, what uh, River Phoenix said he did, he didn't try and do an Indiana Jones impression. He tried to do a Harrison Ford impression. So he learned how to walk and talk and react like Harrison Ford. That's really cool. Not like what he thought Indiana Jones would be. Yeah. So that, because Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. So, yeah. he, so he would go on and be that. And I think he, na- he nails it in yeah, that Yeah, he does the facial the expressions movie. as well. And I don't think, apparently, Zachary Levi is nailing it as much. Oh, we'll see. I, it looks fun. The The costume is outrageous. With the it big is outrageous. shiny bolt of lightning on I the mean, chest. I mean, it's super comic book accurate. Yeah. I think they're, they're leaning more towards the comic book accurate movies rather than dark and gritty and everything's sad. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. Uh, should we? I'll, I maybe won't see it at the cinema. I'll see what reactions are before I decide whether or not I'll go and see it. Mm. But it looks fine. Okay. Uh, the one after this we talked about this last week, Hellboy. Yes, we did talk about this last week. Uh, well, two weeks ago. It comes out um, April 12th uh, or April 11th. How is Australia getting on these movies first? I, th- I think because they're a day ahead of us anyway. Mm. Except the P- Pikachu one, which they get like a whole oh, month after. A whole month after. Why is yeah. that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anyway. Hellboy. Hellboy, I don't know why, because I liked the first two. I thought they were very I well I rewatched done. the first one the other day. It holds up, I think. It's not bad. 
Yeah, and the, you said the guy that plays the Aquaman. Aquafish. <laughs> Aquafish is the guy with the hands. Well, yeah, I've actually gone back and found movie. out. He, so, like, one of the director tropes that Guillermo del Toro has is uh, he's in almost every one of his films as a character. He's, yeah, the guy with the eyes in his hands in Pan's Labyrinth. He's the fish man in, um, what do you call it, this one? Hellboy. Uh, Hellboy and Hellboy 2. And he's also the fish man in... Uh, the Thing or the, something? The Shape of War. Shape of War. Shape of War. Which is a very good film. Is it? Yeah, very good film. Uh, I enjoyed the feel of this Hellboy. But since reading a lot of reviews and, and hearing people talk about it, it does feel like David Harbour, who's now playing the new Hellboy, isn't he's too hasn't got as much charisma okay you know it's a lot of lines fall flat in the trailer they do a lot of jokes in the trailer and i know it's always out of context in a trailer but it doesn't hold up well it's very well cut trailer like the music's good yeah and it's cut to like the gunshots that happen in and stuff kind of like but that's how suicide squad sold itself and it was dog shit um so yeah i am worried because i like david harbour big fan of david harbour and i think he could have nailed this yeah I mean, we'll see how it goes. I was always skeptical about the first couple Hellboy movies, but they actually turned out really well. What was the other one? What's the, what's the second one? The Golden Army. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen that. Good, good memory. You could watch that tonight. We could watch that tonight. Yeah. Save a bit of bob. Do we have any more snacks left? Snacks. We have squishies and barbecue rib Doritos. All right. Save them, save them for the movies. I've eaten a lot of food today. Cool. Yeah. Jimmy made spag ball. It was I delightful. I made spag ball for dinner. You're welcome. Okay, following Hellboy, we got, which might be the biggest, gro- the highest grossing film of the year, maybe of all time. Ba, 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 I forgot the tune for the Avengers. Avengers Endgame. It's going to be released <laughs> April 26th and April 24th. Um, it's all been built into this, folks. A catastrophe. What have I written? What A catastrophe you? so enormous it's left <laughs> half of the MCU in ashes. Literally. Marvel Studios is still playing coy with that. Exactly. Uh, the surviving members of the Avengers intend to do about the Earth. Is f- what have I written? Blah, 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 blah. What have you written? <laughs> we know what happens. It's in the wake <laughs> of the snap from uh, Avengers. Uh, Endgame. Tony Avengers Stark Endgame. is in space with the blue alien, Gamora. No, her no, sister. No, do we think so? She must be. She must be. They're in the same plane. Which I was told previously, uh, before that episode came out, after that episode came out even, there, it's not called the whatever Star Lord's plane is called. The Milano. It's not the Milano the because Milano the Milano destroyed. crashes and they make him a new one. It's technically not the Milano. It's just the same color. Oh, boo. Um, yeah, that's annoying. But yeah, there's people on Earth. People are dead. Supposedly, um, the Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, we know Marvel really well. Uh, Black Panther's sister's now missing, we think. She's Because she's in that trailer for... Yeah, she's in the trailer. Missing uh, people. Missing people, yeah. With Scott I, Lang. I actually might go radio silent on this film. Like, oh, really? Don't watch the trailers. That'd be hard. Because it's not long till it comes out. Three more months till it comes out. You'll see it a day before... You'll see it two days before me. I will. And uh, I don't want to spoil it. It might be like... I think I spoiled too much of Star Wars for myself and too much of the last movie for myself. And Marvel's actually trying not to give anything away. So I'm going to try and lean into that. I'm going to go see regardless on opening day. So nice. I'd like to know nothing about it. 26th of April. And everyone out there, I'm going to see it in Australia because I'll be living there at the time and it comes out two days before it comes out here. So get that around you. Uh, you must keep the Twitter silent for <laughs> everyone else. 
I will give my one word review. It will either be fine or class. Class, yes. <laughs> I'm assuming it's going to be class. It should be class. The film that comes out after this on our list, um, surprisingly, really, really, really looking forward to this, is Detective Pikachu. I'm really looking forward to this as well. <laughs> Released uh, on May 10th here and June 16th in Australia for some reason. Well, I will see it before you. Why is that? Who knows? I don't. What's happening in Australia? What's weird is that June. it's a Japanese product and Australia is closer to Japan than we are. What's so, happening in June in Australia? I don't know. Australia Day? Is it? When's some, Australia Day? Must be some sporting event. Because you know how like um, we didn't get a bunch of stuff during the World Cup? Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp was delayed because of the World Cup. Maybe maybe we should look it up. It would be like the Cricket World Cup or something. So the <laughs> first big budget Hollywood God Pokemon movie uh, isn't exactly what fans were expecting. Adapting the relatively recent Detective Pikachu series instead of the original show. But the first trailer looks promising. With a flock of fluffy little gladiator monsters populating a world of mysteries. And a Pikachu wearing a deer stalker is ready to solve them all. Ryan Reynolds voices the little hero. And Justice Smith of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom co-stars as the failed Pokemon trainer searching for his missing father, which must be the mystery. Uh, Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu is amazing. It's incredible. I didn't expect to when love I, it. When I dude. heard his voice, yeah, you kind of hear Deadpool because it's very Deadpool But maybe that's fresh. why Maybe that's why we sit, it sells it on us because yeah. it's very Deadpool. But then I can't think of anyone else now who would be able to play that other than maybe, you know, the guy that... He's probably dead now, but the guy that plays the voice of the baby in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, you know, he's got the, the he smokes yeah. the cigar. I think that would have been amazing if that was Pikachu. Absolutely. You make a little like, guy. Hey, yeah. I'm a detective. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Subvert your expectations. That's a really good idea. God damn. That's Just really a really good. like smoke heavy voice. <laughs> like New Yorker. That'd Either way, I think they've nailed it, but uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. I keep calling him Van City Reynolds because that's his Twitter handle. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. I am looking forward to this movie. I think it'll be funny. I think it'll be nostalgic. Super nostalgic. I thought the trailer was very nostalgic as well as new. There's lots of new Pokemon in there. Yeah, I'm not I'm not much of a fan past the original 151 because um, I didn't play the games after that. And actually, for Christmas this year, my auntie and niece got me a Game Boy and an OG Game Boy, Game Color. Boy Color, and I have Pokemon Red. So I'm going to plug into that and play that for 21 I hours. I fired that up, actually, while you were in St. Andrews. Did you play it? No, because there was no game. Oh. But uh, I fired it up, and I heard the... Ding! It yeah, took me back. That. Took me way back. The um, Game Boy days. I'm excited for that, because I did play that game over and over again. Um, so I'm going to do that, and I think, I'm thinking of... See the flight. I never watched The Sopranos. I think I'm going to download and start watching The Sopranos. Well, if it's on Netflix... It's not. It's on oh, it not? Sky. Can you download on Sky Go? Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Do that. Sopranos is class. Don't know how much this computer will handle it, but yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, okay, the next film we got on our list, uh, we don't know much about because I've actually not watched the first two, but apparently they're very good. John Wick. John Wick Chapter is three. incredible. Going to be released May 17th and May 16th. Let me, let me pitch you this if you've never seen John Wick. John Wick is an ex-military hitman, right? Does someone kill his dog? You better believe someone kills his dog. Oh, what a he bastard. He doesn't take that shit. shit. He, he has his dog. Him and his dog, they're just class. He's quite a young dog, I think. No. Something happens. Uh, don't get me wrong. He gets... I don't know anything about this, but straight away, I understand his pain, and I completely accept the massacre that he 
sets it, about doing. It starts the first is the first one as well. It starts so night regularly, like, well, this is quite a nice movie. When does it get all actiony? He then gets a, basically a bounty on him that you don't realize. Mm. Like eight men infiltrate his house, and they start beating him up. He's got a really nice Mustang or something in the garage, Ooh, and uh, they steal his car. What dead? And they kill his dog. Fuck. And like he comes back. He's not there, I think, or something. He comes back and he's like, what the fuck? And then he obviously, f- like, I guess he tails or follows from the tire tracks or whatever, finds the location, and you see the big bad Russian guy. He's like, whoa, where'd you get the Mustang from? And he was like, John Wick's house. And he's like, John Wick's house? That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. And as he's saying that, door gets knocked in and a whole bunch of people die because... Keanu Reeves is here Jeez. and he like shoots people in the way in the form of a like a jab yeah so like he doesn't just go bang he goes bang he like jabs his Jab fist you. forward while he while he's shooting yeah everyone talks about this I, I feel it's outrageous like I'm lazy and, and I've missed two of these films you can there's, you can binge them both there's two back to back um, and there's a third coming out this year I can't yeah, wait yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah, I'm I gonna will. go to the cinema for this one are you definitely it's so good Keanu Reeves is back, baby. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Um, yeah, but we're thinking John Wick is back. Um, after every after every assassin in the world turned against him, the world's deadliest assassin in John Wick Chapter 2, we've been waiting to see how the heck Keanu Reeves' unstoppable killing machine is going to get out of New York City alive. Director Chad Staleski cool. returned for this installment. So there's one thing we can probably count on. The shootouts are going to blow us away. Good one. Good one. You're such a great writer. Okay, next film on the list is Aladdin. A movie I am now skeptical of. Me too. <laughs> May 24th and May 23rd. I um, We've talked about it. Did we talk about this last time? We talked time? about this two weeks ago. The trailer was good, but the the announcement of Will Smith, and we now got to see what he looks like. It looks like a very expensive pantomime. Yeah, he needs to be blue. This, to... He says he's blue? But now that I think about it, I wonder if that's the uh, PR, his PR person going, listen, people are reacting badly to your Empire Magazine announcement. So, or reveal, Entertainment Weekly reveal. Just say you're blue in the movie because we'll get the studio to actually do that so that people aren't too angry because he looks ridiculous he's got the top knot and a I chin beard i don't want to ruin it but i don't actually have a lot of hope for it i don't anymore no god damn it's a shame that's a shame and we've not seen abu yet did you ever watch king arthur legend of the sword is that the guy Ritchie one the guy Ritchie king Arthur? yes i thought great parts actually. that were actually all right other than david beckham's cameo <laughs> yeah that was fucking he's not a good actor silly <laughs> stop being so handsome david beckham doesn't mean you can be in any films um, yeah, I quite liked it, but it, what it did was just try way too hard to try and set up a sequel. Oh, did it? Oh, I can't remember yeah. that. I just really liked the way that it was. It was. It's such a Guy Ritchie film. Oh, well, that's it. It's a Guy Ritchie film. It's like we're going to do this, and you see the way that they're going to do the heist. Yeah. And then it comes back, and or they're telling a story about how why they're late, and you see their little flash cuts with Guy Ritchie. Yeah, that's super Guy Ritchie, and yeah. I quite like that, and it makes sense it. for like have a brother like that, but. I think it needed to be a little bit more reined in, and I feel like it it could do the same thing to Aladdin if they rein it in a little bit because they've got the story there. So, I don't know, I don't know. I might Why, wait. Is, uh, Guy Ritchie did is doing Aladdin. Yeah, he's directing ah. this. This is Guy Ritchie. 
Well, even though I think it looks crap, maybe wait for a second trailer. And if it's if the trailer is more Guy Ritchie, then that might change it for me. Because the trailer for Arthur, I think, was very Guy Ritchie. This is, just looks like a movie. The next one I'm looking forward to. But, you know. The next whatever. movie I'm looking forward to. This is called Brightburn. We watched the trailer for this. Oh, this back. is that weird, scary Super, Superman yeah. was bad. Released on the 24th of May this year. Um, my synopsis is, what do you get if you cross Superman with the Omen? The new thriller Brightburn has the answers. Elizabeth Banks stars as a woman who finds a baby in a crashed meteor, raises him and discovers he has superpowers. But he's not a ray of hope for the universe. He may be an unstoppable monster. This clever-sounding blend of horror and superhero genres comes from writer James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, and director David Yarevsky, who directed the disco music video for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You know, Disco Inferno. You know the Disco Inferno one? Yeah. Yes, we directed that. Oh, very cool. So, they, so yeah, a, a collaboration between James Gunn and that guy, uh, I think is great, especially if we're going to take the genre and flip on its head. It's like bad Superman. Um, and the trailer was fucking terrifying. It was. Yeah. It was very confusing. Terrifying, It was man. very... What's on his head? What's he wearing made, across his head? He's made a mask. That's also a cape. Oh, it's frightening. And he moves very quickly and he just wants to kill people. But I want to see it. Because I reckon it's it's going to be very well put together, and I, I want yeah. more James Gunn now he's been ousted. Yeah, totally. Are, are we ever going to get Guardians three? Oh well, yeah, but it's, but just it's, be directed it's in by production hiatus. It was supposed to start in October last year, and it's still not started. I think we will. I think stupid. They can't afford to not do one unless they just shoehorn something in. I really want to see Brightburn. Cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think that's going to be one of the. I think people are going to talk about this next year. Okay. I think people are going to talk about how, how good a film that was. It was like a dark, uh, like a secret superhero movie. Superhero movie that no one, no one expected Superman, to be very good, but it's going to be very good. it was bad. It looks good. I'm going to use that as a, a Jamie top tip for next year. Or as the top guy's prediction. Uh, in top prediction. In the Oscars? Uh, I would say this is going to be the critic, one of the critics' favorites. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Bright Barn. Ooh. Compared, okay. Did you ever watch Slither? James Gunn's first one? Mother. Slither. Slither, no. Yeah, that's a good one as well. That's odd. Is that scary as well? Uh, it's kind of like a black comedy. Okay. Yeah. But James Gunn's uh, old, like, first, like, foray into movies. The next one we've got on the list is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. Released on May 31st. Uh, May 30th, your birthday, you know it's yeah Yay. my birthday is May 30th so Godzilla is back guys and he's bringing some friends along with him the long awaited follow up to the 2014's Godzilla stars Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger oh, Things 11 Vera Farmiga Sally Hawkins and Zhang Zizi Zhang Zizi Zizi fuck I'm butchering that <sighs> sorry Um, as well as the giant monsters Mothra Rodan and King Ghidorah who are they Godzilla's <laughs> got more giant monsters to fight and this means um, all is right with the world uh, uh, Michael Doherty is directing the film The Krampus you did Krampus the scary yeah. Christmas movie uh, also I liked the Godzilla remake it was, I, yeah it was very good I thought it was very good he was I liked the let them fight part let them fight let them fight let them Godzilla fight uh, it was really really good actually I enjoyed it um, I thought they were going to do like a King Kong Godzilla, like it's in the same universe mix. that Kong yeah. Skong Island because they uh, had his uh, bad guys in it. Well, yeah, that teased this. So, oh, uh, on the cave painting they find at the end on Skull Island has pictures of 
a dinosaur. Um, Godzilla, King Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra. And if you don't know who they are, is it? Mothra is the, the big moth. It's the big winged version of those weird... Yeah, things. it's yeah. big, big old moth thing. Uh, Rodan is like a big massive pterodactyl that is born in a volcano. Oh, cool. And it's like surrounded in ash and fire. And King Kidora is supposed to be like the ultimate bad guy. It's a three-headed dragon from space. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, from space. <laughs> yeah, from space. And, but all the three heads have like different personalities. And apparently uh, in this film, I read about a little bit about it because it kind of looks quite good. The three heads are CGI'd actors interpreting each face. And each of the faces has like a different actor and personality. Oh, very so cool. Yeah. Obviously no words. <laughs> uh, they can't talk. It's a dragon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think, I think but they'll have expressions it. and I think want to go different uh, ways. As sequels go, this is a great idea for a sequel. Yeah, it's uh, cool. Up in the States. Will it be in New York? Add into the <laughs> lore. Now, it looks all over the place. Well, where was he before? San Francisco? I think this one actually might be in Japan. There's a lot of shots kind of coming from the Pacific. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I will watch this. I was looking forward to this when I saw the, the original trailer. Um, I'll need to watch the trailer. And the, the first trailer one's out? really good. Yeah. The first, between, um, what's his name? Aaron Potts' Puss from the first one. I don't like him. The guy who played uh, the fast guy. Oh, in it's the guy from Kick-Ass. Yes. Yeah. Aaron because Taylor Johnson. Brian Cranston's in this as well. And I thought he was going to be the main guy. And he dies, he dies. Like five minutes Yeah, and then it. we're left with Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's like... Get on with it. Like, Aaron Taylor Johnson was great in Kick-Ass. Yeah. But after that, I'm just like... And as no. Quicksilver. He was Marvel. Right. He was all right. He was fine. He was fine. He was fine. Uh, okay. He dies, which is good. Next film on our list is The Dark Phoenix. This is still getting made? Apparently, <laughs> this is still on the table. Um, I have cool. heard, though, that it's getting slated, as in, like, this is really, really bad. Good. Like, like advanced Maybe screenings of is it. Is it still, is it a Disney property yet? Because um, they've bought Fox, well, but this, they haven't. Uh, this is the problem that was made when it was under the Fox umbrella before Fox was bought by Disney, which I think is why it's been shelled for so long. But I've got written down here. So it's out June 6th and June 7th. Um, the live action X-Men franchise always seems to be a bit on the shaky side um, with a wobbly continuity at best and inconsistent outputs. But maybe Dark Phoenix will snap the series back into place. Who knows? It's the first time the franchise is taking the classic comic book Dark Phoenix saga since the ill-fated X-Men The Last Stand. Hopefully, new director Simon Kinberg, who wrote Apocalypse, Days of Future Past, and The Last Stand. He wrote The Last Stand too. We'll finally get this beloved (laughs) comic book story right. Sophie Turner, Jennifer Lawrence, Jessica Chastain, and James Bond. There's a co-star. There's similarities there where the same man has made very... Very bad movies. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not holding out for uh, a good film here. No. Um, unfortunately, even though James, your man from Glasgow, James McAvoy, is in it, and he's a good Charles Xavier. Yes. I think in the trailer as well, it also shows you Jennifer Lawrence playing uh, Mystique Dice. Oh, like, is it shows in the trailer? Her death. Yeah, she was shit in the last one because she didn't want to be there. Oh, was so she? she just gave a really shit performance. That's a shame. Sophie Turner's good. I like her. She's fit, and she's fun, <laughs> and she's Sansa. And she's getting married. But don't think is she getting married yeah she's joe jonas joe jonas not levels nick jonas levels joe jonas levels levels one that levels one i follow her on instagram and i was stalking her yesterday and apparently she's been skiing in barbier oh very good with joe jonas that's fun lucky lucky her lucky her lucky bitch hopefully she will 
Well, when's Game of Thrones out again, actually? Summertime. Summer, yeah, summer, summertime. summertime. Uh, I have no faith in this film. I am not going to see this film if and whenever it comes out. Says June. We'll see. <laughs> I could imagine this getting pushed back another six months. Yeah. Until Disney can say, let's just keep it on the shelf. Yeah. I or don't even remember the trailer. Like, I remember those scenes from the trailer because I read about this for this podcast. And Nope. It yeah. does not look good. Okay. Next one on the list. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago as well. Men in Black International. Released International. June 14th across the world. It's not been announced. They're in sorry. London with Tessa Thompson, who's not British. Who's not British. And you've got uh, Chris Pratt, who is... Not Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, who is always good. They're back together again. The Just Revengers. Like Ragnarok. The Revengers are back. I think it, the trailer seems to have the similar sort of banter between them. I like that. They, they work well together. Chris Hemsworth is a very good comedy actor. Yeah, and she's very good as well. And I would like them to rewrite the ship for Men in Black because I don't think the second and third movies are that good. And I think this one is a, pre- is a sequel. The first one, there are parts of the first one that are quite dark, yet really funny. Yeah. And I love the little dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun-dun. It was quite dark, actually, yeah. yeah. Now that you say that. The third one, third one was still good. The first one had good ideas. The second one was okay. third one had a really cool idea. And I they, like they it. They use Josh Brolin really well. I like it when they ground the aliens and the lore on Earth, so you can yeah. relate to it more. I think the last two, there was too much outer space stuff in it for me to. The second one, because they they all tell you each movie I think is in a different universe. What? Yeah. So, if you remember the first one at the very end, the universe they were saving was a mar was a yeah, marble it was out in a marble in yeah. a. And a bag galaxy of far, far away. Yeah. yeah. But then the second one was you were in a uh, locker room. Remember you were in a locker? I don't like, remember how that ends. No? It was like it was like an alien airport, hmm. but this guy opens the locker and that's where Earth's universe is. Really? Yeah. And then the third one is somewhere in space. And we'll have to so I wonder if YouTube they'll do that. I wonder if they'll do a fourth one. We'll have to YouTube that after this so I can like in a shoe. That. Um, I I quite like the trailer for this, and it's got good actors in it, and it's got a good director. It's the guy F. Gary Gray, who did Straight Out Compton and The Fate of the Furious. Good movie. Straight Out Compton's really good. They do a lot of cameos in these movies as well. I'll be excited, be looking to see who features as aliens. You've got famously Michael Jackson. You've got <laughs> um, who was in the trailer? He was Agent M. No, who was in the trailer though? It was Rick Torn, Irish guy, Irish guy, Qui Gon Jinn. Oh. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson's in it, and so is Emma Thompson. So two very good, very good actors as well. So you get, I think you will get a little uh, couple, yeah, cool cameos. Some British actors maybe because it's in London. Well, we'll skip the next few, I think, cause it, um, but I'll mention them really quickly. We're getting a Shaft reboot. Shaft. Um, featuring the last three Shaft iterations. This is the class idea. I think it's, it's not a serious movie, although the last one was, but. The one with Samuel Jackson. The iconic action movie franchise with the coolest theme song in the world has returned. Who is the man? Man. No one understands him but his his woman. Flash. John Shaft. Flash. I said Flash. (laughs) Uh, Jesse T. Usher from Independence Day Resurgence stars as John Shaft III, an FBI agent and cybersecurity expert who enlists his father's help with a case. And since his father is played by Samuel L. Jackson and his father is portrayed by Richard Roundtree, that means that we've got a whole family of crime-fighting heroes for a film that extends all the way back to the original classic, 
way back in 1971. I fucking love that. That's so good. I'm, I'm on board with that. I love Shaft. Yeah, me too. Fun. Uh, here's a quiz for you. Yeah. Who played the bad guy in Samuel Jackson's Shaft? That was... He was a racist. Christian Bale. It was, was Christian Bale. Batman's own Christian Bale. He is super racist in that film. He plays a rich man's son who is very racist and beats the crap out. Oh, he kills he a man does. outside a clubhouse. It's the guy who plays club, d- um, the doctor in House, in the first few seasons of House. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a total dick. Um, that's a good film, actually. That's really a really good, good film. film. Um, yeah, what a soundtrack. Can you dig it? Very good. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, that's out uh, June 14th, guys. June 14th. Looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> next film, uh, I'll skip over this one quickly and just mention it. Child's Play, the remake of Chucky, is out in June. Uh, the one after that that was more important. The biggest one of the year. Toy Story 4. Get your handkerchiefs ready. Released in June 21st and June 20th. The tear-jerking Toy Story franchise, which ushered in the motion picture uh, CG animation feature films, which changed the the landscape that we know today, uh, continues this summer with Toy Story 4. Woody, Buzz, Jesse, and all your favorites are back. And this time they've got a new friend, Forky, played by Tony Hill. Who is also uh, Buster Bluth. Buster Bluth. Buster Bluth. (laughs) Um, Porky is a fork who became a toy after their owner took up arts and crafts and made a fork into a toy. With some like pipe, pipe cleaners, cleaners and some googly eyes and some, uh, what are they called? Lip, uh, lollipop. Lollipop sticks. sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently together they'll embark on a road trip. We don't know much else, but if it's half as good as the other Toy Stories, um, it'll be a fantastic movie. I will be a 28-year-old man crying... And I won't care because everyone else in the cinema will be doing the same. Didn't think we needed a Toy Story 4, but I am on board. Yeah. Like, I've come around to the idea. If they do it right, they can do it right. I thought we'd finished with three by the way that it finished. Uh, So I was surprised when there was a fourth one uh, announced. But yeah, totally. I'm going to see this movie. I just want them to. uh, Yeah. I hope they don't. Give me the feels. Give me the feels. Totally. Um, it's when, awesome. when did the first Toy Story film come out, Rory? 1993. No, too early. Oh, really? Six. Five. Five. Mm. Let me double check that. <laughs> double check the source before you say I'm wrong. Good movie, though. It, that means... It's changed my life. And it made me think that all my toys are alive. 1986. I got it right. God damn. <laughs> uh, fuck, but I was six years old when that came out. Yep. You're five. Yep. That's a dick. Um, yeah, gonna watch that, and we should that should be a family event. It will be a family event. Well, uh, you won't be here, I won't be but, here, but yeah, family event. Uh, will go. <laughs> next film on the list is Spider Man Far From Home. Yippee. Far From Home, which I can now uh agree with you in saying that this is a sequel to the to Endgame. Why do you why do you think that now? Because when I went to see because uh, famously, if you haven't, if you're just joining us after this great debate, every time we talk about the MCU. Rory seems to think this is out of place and out of time. Or a prequel. Or a prequel. To Infinity War. Okay. Uh, I went to see the Into the Spider-Verse with my friend Fraser, who is Kiddlehood's renowned Marvel comic book man. He, oh. know, he knows all. Shout out to Fraser. What up, Fraser? What's up, Fraser? Keep watching. Keep reading those comics. Keep rocking on a thought. Keep your house, because mortgages are a thing. Hope your dog is doing well. Oh, his dog looks like a little rat now. Oh, okay. Got a haircut. That's really appreciate that compliment. Weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I asked Fraser, knowing that he knows all 
And he said, yes, it is literally sell, set, five, I think he said five minutes after Endgame. Really? Yeah. It starts five minutes after Endgame? Yeah. So How does he know that? I don't know how he knows that. But that's well, I'm going to call up Bill Sean Fraser until he gives you some facts. It might be five hours, but we'll say five minutes. Okay. But it's, it, is lit, it is immediately after Endgame. This is saying this, we don't know how Endgame finishes. So. That's true. I have no idea. So this is released July 5th and July 4th. Looking forward so they're going to for it. a big Independence Day weekend. That'll be big in America. Uh, Spider-Man's going to do it again. When last we saw Spider-Man, the MCU, he seemed to be quite dead. So we assume something important is going to have to happen in Avengers Endgame to explain why he's back fighting. Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, in his live-action adventure directed by John Watts. Um, First of all, also fighting alongside Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, we don't apparently. know. Yeah, well, they released the trailer for it, and then uh, Kevin Feige quickly put Brilliant. a lid in it and said, "Nope, no more." But it says fighting alongside Mysterio. But then You're, I'm assuming he goes bad and they fight each other. Your your favorite actor in the world, Rory Tom Holland, returns to Tom Peter Holland. Parker, uh, and apparently they're going around Europe in a week's school trip. I'm in I'm in Venice, and I'm fighting a man who's made of water, <laughs> and. Uh, Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal is helping me out, and he's a man with with a gold bowl, goldfish bowl on his head. Mysterio. It's Mysterio. Except it's not on his head yet. The the the, the bowl might be CGI. I don't know. We'll find out. You keep it's really hurts I mean, my throat. You're really butchering that now. <coughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for this. I like Spider Man. And um, we're back in the room. We had a technical difficulty there, everybody. Sorry uh, about that, everyone. We are recording now. Our uh, microphone little thingy-majig just decided to Our audio interface, stop. Jimmy. Audio interface. <laughs> That's right, Troy. It's the audio interface. The audio interface. Back to movies. Next one on the list is The Lion King. Master Winner. Released on July 19th. So the weekend after Homecoming. Disney CGI animated remake uh, featuring Charles Combino with Cinema. Uh, Cinema? Simba. Simba. And uh, Beyonce as Nala. Uh, directed by John Favreau. We've talked about this before. We have. I don't think we need it. I, I mean, it looks fantastic, but I watched recently the original. Yeah. Um, over Christmas. And it's so good. It is very good. And it's so good. The songs are great. It's... The characters and are great. The actors if, are great. If the, in inverted commas, live action slash CGI versions of their movies are anything to go by, they don't necessarily do it shot for shot. So they add I hope bits we in don't. and they add songs. Yeah. And they, add, they maybe do half a song rather I, than... I think it's not meant to be a musical. It's meant yeah, to be a movie. I think they sh- need to do so, stuff like they did with The Jungle Book and, and try something different. And they also need to make it into a full-length feature film now because Lion King's like an hour. No, it's longer than that. It's about an hour 20. But nowadays, you're looking at an hour 45, two hours. True. So they'll have to add something in. So we'll yeah. see. Um, Regardless, I will watch it. I just don't think we need it. True. I don't, because I the mean, original, it's just Disney going, the original is so money. good. The next film I'm really intrigued by, though. This comes out uh, July 26th uh, in the UK and the US. It's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is Tarantino's new film. So Tarantino's latest historical drama stars Leonardo DiCaprio as a washed-up TV star. They love working together. And Brad they? Pitt as his longtime stunt double, Leo. Well, yeah. he's, only, he's in Django. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> he did really well. <laughs> um, so 
yeah, so Brad Pitt is a longtime stunt double. It's based in the 1960s, Hollywood, at the time of the, the Manson family murders. Oh, damn. So Tarantino has never treated history with scrupulous accuracy uh, or a nope. reverence before, and it seems the very unlikely... Bastards is a good one. Yeah, it seems very unlikely that he'd start now, but it's intriguing to think about what an avid cinephile filmmaker like him could do with a story in the Manson situation in Hollywood in the yeah, 1960s. It could get dark. It's going to get very dark, yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be a big old shootout with lots of blood. Absolutely love DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, too. Yeah. Like, two very I handsome like how boys. Brad Pitt is doing more, not not lighthearted movies, but less serious movies. Well, Brad Pitt was pretty funny in um, his last one. after reading. No, his last one. Um, what you call You just said it. Um, Glorious, Glorious Bastards. Bastards. Yeah. Long like, journal. He does a lot of serious stuff, um, but I remember he's the he's the one cameo that no one ever expected in Deadpool too. That was so funny. We played. The, we're going to hire Brad Pitt to play the Invisible Man. <laughs> it's so funny. What yeah. does he do? Well, he nothing. He's invisible. He's invisible what lines yeah. does he have? None. <laughs> do you want the job? Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. No, I'm really looking forward to this one as well. I love a Tarantino film, and he's done. This will be his ninth film. I can't believe he's only done nine. That's done nine crazy. Films. Yeah. He's made such an impact in nine films. Well, I think he really refines what he's doing. He writes all his films and he casts and directs all his own films. But then I felt like Django and Hateful Eight was very close together. Django was so good. Django was a good film. I, w- I rewatched that again the other day. That is such a good film. Yes, it is. He's got a very good back catalog. He's a good cameo in that movie as well. Yeah. An Australian so man. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. I mean, Tarantino usually hits the nail on the head. And I did like how different The Hateful Eight was. It's like, that's a long film. It's very long very for long. a not bottleneck film. Yeah, for like a, a film that's largely based in the one place. But um, yeah, I'm excited for this. I reckon if he goes and makes it very Kill Billy or something else. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm excited. The next one, next one on our list, um, again, I don't know why this is still a thing. Yeah, the new mutants, um, due to come out in August second and August seventh, respectively, in Australia. This is again the tail end of Fox's situation before they get bought by Disney. They filmed the, the scary X Men film, scary about teenagers yeah, scary in ghosts in a haunted uh, children's hospital about mutants. Yeah, and it's got it's about Maisie X-Men. Williams. It's got Maisie Williams, uh, Sansa Stark. Not no, yeah. Arya Stark. Arya. Um. Yeah, so uh, we'll see how that they goes. released a trailer for it ages ago. It looked good, to be fair. It was when like did they release the trailer for it? Like summer last year, I think. It must have been. Yeah, must have been like six, more than six months ago. Yeah, I remember seeing it and being like, "Wow, it's actual scary, a different sort of Marvel X Men." But we've Fox not movie. seen anything from it since, so clearly it's just been shelved. We're never seeing this film. It should not be on a slate of films getting released next year. <laughs> Let's move on then. Moving on. <laughs> Fine. Good, rant over. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bunny hop these next two because we don't have a lot to talk about for them, I think. It's The Rock and Jason Statham. Jason Statham, Hobbs uh, and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, uh, the spinoff for Fast and Furious. being re- filmed in Glasgow right now. Yeah, that's coming out on August 2nd and August 1st. And the other film we've got on the list is Artemis Fowl, which great, great couple of children's books that me and Lloyd never, Jones never read, read them frequently. I had the first three and the first three are real good. It's about fairies in Dublin living underground and weird goblins and stuff oh it's like a whole community it's mental it's like a whole harry potter thing oh right okay 
Uh, and Jesus. Artemis Fowler is like an 11 year old millionaire genius who gets tied up in a whole yeah, he, no he's like a, he's like a bank robber or something and he tries to steal from the parents oh no yeah. what an idiot, what an idiot. anyway next <laughs> film I do want to talk about though is It Chapter 2 this I can't wait for this is coming out on September 6th and September 5th this should be a Halloween release because you would clean up over a Halloween with it uh, but then it's also a summer release so why end of summer release so like it'll be a summer blockbuster. The blockbuster successes of It Chapter 1 was always intended to lead to the sequel, which focuses on the second half of Stephen King's terrifying novel. The Losers Club has grown up. They've forgotten all about Pennywise the Clown, and they're going to have to confront their fears all over again when they return to Derry 27 years later. Bill Skarsgård returns as Pennywise, and James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, uh, Isaiah? Isaiah? Isaiah Mustafa, Bill Hader, James Ranzone and Jay Ryan play the uh, the grown up ah, losers club. This is very different. I wonder if it was a fan trailer I saw then, because I thought I thought Chris Pratt was in it. No, they're not released a trailer for it. Oh, no maybe it was yet. a fan one then, because I thought Chris Pratt was in it. I thought uh, the ginger girl from Welcome to the Jungle, Jumanji, was in it. No, she's not. It's Jessica Chastain. Hmm. Uh, they've got a brilliant I mean, cast, it's a great right? cast. I just thought... There was no, a, you, I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was in it as no, well. No, you've definitely watched a fan trailer. Yeah. Um, that's the third film we've got on this list with James McAvoy on it. He's going to have a busy year. Yeah, big year. Good for him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait for them to release the trailer for it because the first one was so good. And I went back and I didn't read the book. I listened to the audiobook because the book's so fucking big. It's huge. Um, and they jump in the book between scenes that starts... Uh, with the Losers Club growing up, and they, it's about them thinking it's, back. It's almost the way that the mov- the original movie is made. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Which is long. It's <laughs> super long. But I'm really, really excited for this, because the first one was so well done. Um, and Pennywise was ridiculously scary. But the next film we got on the list is Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, which is coming out in October 4th. Joaquin Phoenix steps into the role of the most iconic comic book supervillain of all time. And a standalone story that is said to take its cues from Martin Scorsese's troubling dark comedy, King of Comedy. Little is known about the film so far, but Phoenix is one of the best actors working today, and Todd Phillips from War Dogs seems to have a distinctive new take on the character. Zazie Beetz and Robert De Niro also co-star. That's cool to know. I didn't know that. De Niro is in this. Robert De Niro. That's what, well, if Scorsese's involved, of course De Niro's going to eventually get involved. That's awesome. I wonder what he's going to do. I am psyched. Because De Niro... He must be a mobster. He's it's De Niro. It's gonna be. I reckon they're gonna take. Uh, have, you, have you read? The, gonna do. Have She's you read? Maybe gonna be. What's her face? Harley Quinn, maybe. Mm, very possibly. Have you read The Killing Joke? Yes. I think they're gonna be taking cues from The Killing Joke on this. So she might be Barbara. Mm, maybe. Oh, De Niro might be Gordon. What? I, oh, very possibly. Um, or or they could not be. This could be its own little thing. I reckon they might even just have the Joker being the Joker, but you might not have... I mean, it's Scorsese. It might be like just like a gangster Filmed in New York, but they, they made references to Arkham Asylum and some of the images they deleted. Yeah, so this is true. They might... Uh, I don't know what to expect. That's the thing. I, I, li- I like not knowing what's going to come for this. And we've had... We had like we've a had li- trailer. next to none. We had like we've a had teaser trailer. Two photos and a, fi- a film about him... Putting makeup, putting on. makeup on. Yeah, there's n- we know nothing. 
And I think it's wrong to judge it just now because when we first saw Heath Ledger as the Joker, it was literally just him in his jo- in his jacket with like a gray background holding a knife. I think it's a simple concept. You I know? think the simple concepts are always the best one. Like Kiss, keep it stupid simple. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what yeah Heath Ledger did so well with the Joker in, in the Dark Knight. I think that's I think we're getting oversaturated with movies that are too over the top and intergalactic and all that kind of stuff. This is kind of a very grounded film, I think. Yeah. But it's still set in a superhero genre. So, yeah, I'm on board with it. Me too. And he's a very different look for the Joker, which I I kind of like. It's clearly not your stereotypical Joker, which was green hair, white face, red lips. He's got the blue eye thing going on. And I don't think he has gray, green hair. And he's just got a big purple suit on. He looks, and it's Joaquin Phoenix, man. He's, yeah, he's, he's so bad. good. Have you, wa- have you watched her? Yeah. Her is great. He yeah. plays a good psycho. Very good psycho. Oh, yeah, he does play a very good psycho. Uh, next couple of films we've got on the list. Gemini Man, don't want to get into that. Look, it's shite. It's got Will Smith in it. So October 4th. Is this the one where he turns into a, a pigeon? No. That Yeah, I watched that trailer. Tom Holland's in that as well, isn't he? Ridiculous trailer. That's silly. Uh, another one we got on the list, won't talk about too much, but it's a remake of Are You Afraid of the Dark, the TV series we watched as kids, the Nickelodeon one. Uh, Zombieland 2 is also out. You like that movie? I like Zombieland. Uh, that's out October 11th. again. So the breakout zombie comedy sensation of 2009 finally gets a wow, sequel. Wow, 10 years later. 10 years later with Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson. And Abigail Breslin reprising their roles as survivors of the undead apocalypse. Very cool. This time, they're joined by Zoe Dutch and Ivan Deutsch. Joiga, Joiga. God damn it, these names. Good names. And they reportedly deal with a new evolution of the zombie horde. Following up on the original horror classic is a tall order, but with the original cast, directors, and co-writers back on board, it seems like Zombieland 2 might have been well worth the wait. Very good. You've not watched the first one yet? Uh, I have now, yeah. Oh. Uh, you that, that whole ending twist where it's Bill Murray yeah. <laughs> dressed up as a zombie. Funny though. Very good. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it was good. The first one's funny. And to be honest, I don't think you need a sequel to Zombieland, but it's probably one I'm not going to watch at the cinema, but we'll end up watching when it comes to Netflix straight away. Because um, the first one's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, thoroughly, I actually enjoyed it. I'm not a massive fan of Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, but Woody Harrelson, I think, is a classic actor. He's really good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna and jump. Emma Stone as well. I really like her as well. I'm gonna try and power through the next wee few because there's someone here that. We there's talk a about. lot that you've written down. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the next one we've got on the list is the Untitled Terminator reboot. So this is the one that they're discon- discrediting everything that happened after Judgment Day, and basically making Terminator Three all over again. Oh God, the timelines of these movies are ridiculous. Yeah, this one comes out on November first. Um, after a decade of film studios struggling to capitalize on the Terminator franchise, the rights have returned to James Cameron, and now he's producing his own follow-up to with Tim Miller, who directs Deadpool. Uh, this also features the original Linda Hamilton, uh, who was Sarah Connor. Oh, wow. Uh, little is known about the plot, but the robots and time traveling built directly into the DNA of the series. Practically anything could happen. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mackenzie Davis, and Natalie Reyes, co-star. Interesting. No, I mean, who, don't know who's playing John Connor? I don't know. Who knows? But Probably someone else. Sarah Connor. There's always ever been one John Connor actor. So yeah, I mean, they've never really nailed the stories past Judgment Day. No. So maybe it'll be good. I want them to write an original story, like yeah. Avatar. That was 
James Cameron writing a new Avatar one. was pish, man. No, I know, but it was a Avatar new story. Was not, no, it wasn't. It was Pocahontas in space. Yeah, but it was a new story. It, it was Pocahontas it in space. It wasn't Terminator 8, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Fine. It was the, the first of many. Again, not a film I am particularly looking forward to. No. I don't think anyone has really wanted a Terminator movie for 20 years. Me neither. I agree. So uh-huh. maybe time to and put that one to bed. As well as this next movie. I'm not looking forward to this either. God damn. Sonic because the Hedgehog. Of his thighs. Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> which is due out November 8th in the US, but December 26th in the UK. I think they want to see how it goes, maybe. Hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog is coming to the big screen, and for now, all we've got to go on are some posters with questionable design choices. Yep. With ultra muscular legs that don't seem to fit his otherwise cartoonish body. Very muscular legs. Um, we don't know what his eyes look like yet, which is also kind of worrying. Yeah. He either is going to look really funny or really uh, like uncomfortable to look at. Ben Schwartz from Parts and Recreation is playing, uh, playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, a super fast superhero who does battle with Dr. Robotnik, his arch nemesis, who's been played by Jim Carrey. Uh, and this adaptation of the long-running and beloved Sega video game franchise, it's, will it fall into the ever never-ending bad video game movie reboot? Probably. Not video game movies are notoriously bad. Not looking forward to it, man. Uh, Jim Carrey has crawled out from the shadows. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff now. He, he was a painter for a while. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff now. He was in a movie where he plays a detective. Um, and I read a review of it, and it got fucking slated. It got oh, like really? zero stars. Yeah, I didn't know he'd been in anything recently. It, I thought it was just it on was his own. A, it was a small movie. I think it was like a pretty indie flick. Okay, um, but it got shit reviews. So maybe he's not. He's coming back, but he's not great. Making I will wait for the reviews, and obviously the trailer. We've got a year, so uh, the trailers. See what the trailers are like. But right now, from the poster, no. <laughs> couple Goodbye. more movies to get through and then we're done uh kingsman the great game which is going to be like a prequel to the kingsman franchise so you're not getting eggsy in it so oh okay no no welsh name man no i think you're gonna, <laughs> Whatever i think Taron egerton i think it's gonna be based in like world war one or world war two that's quite interesting and it's gonna be about eggsy's family oh, okay and His will dad. be about the tailors and like establishing the kingsman taylor stuff and all that kind of thing because the second one was garbage. Yeah, I didn't watch it because everyone said it was garbage. It's on Netflix right now. Yes. Is it? Or it's on Sky. Sky. It's on Sky. Um, and I thought about watching it the other day. I was like, mm, I'm going to watch Mission Impossible Fallout because everyone loves that film. And you were congratulated. It was a great film. Rewarded. I watched it. I ate a whole thing of popcorn to myself nice. and drank a cherry Coke. Oh, very good. Love a cherry Coke. You enjoy that to yourself. I will not have any. Uh, <laughs> two more films I'm just going to wrap these up because I'm, I probably won't watch them Fro- uh, Frozen 2 is coming out Frozen's getting a sequel and that's coming out November 22nd in the UK and US I would just like to say yeah. why I know the first one's fine Frozen like Disney movies notoriously do not work well with sequels no Lion King 2 garbage garbage uh, Cinderella 2 garbage garbage uh, get in the bin other movies we see Tarzan 2 probably had a sequel. Stinks like trash. Yes. Pixar are the one people are the one production company that I've seen have made sequels that are as good, if not better, than the originals. Here, here. Disney have done very poorly in sequels, and I The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Yes. The Lion King 3, Hakuna Matata. Garbage. Not but good. Other than the music in Simba's Pride was pretty good. No. Anyway. 
Uh, not looking forward to this. I've I've said from day one that Tangled is significantly better than Frozen. It absolutely is. So if I love anything Tangled. was to get a sequel, it should have been Tangled. Fuck Frozen yeah. just had the songs. God, Tangled was my hangover film for so long. Such a good movie. Anyway, I'd rather they... I will probably go home and watch Tangled instead of Frozen 2. Cool. Um, the next film, second to last film on the list here, is the untitled Jumanji sequel. Um, which, which actually, now that I've seen the Jumanji sequel, I'm actually quite looking forward to this because it was surprisingly good, very funny. Jack Black is incredible in it. Is he? As well as... So they play... Video game characters. Video game characters. I got that much from but the But the actors are playing... Much like uh, the Shazam thing that we talked about. Shazam. The the Rock and Jack Black and Kevin Hart and the Scottish girl. Uh, what is her name? Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Remember Ness. They're all playing the actors that play the kids. Yeah. But they do it so well. Oh. And it is they've done it so well. And with someone who plays so The Rock, a massive man like The Rock, is playing this Jewish skinny kid <laughs> who loves video games. Amazing. And isn't confident, can't talk to girls, and The Rock just plays it so well, and he just he randomly will go shalom or wachayim, and yeah, he forgets that he's this big brute of a guy, and he tries to like, and his yeah, it's very good. I recommend you watch it. Yeah, it was surprising because people I loved Jumanji as a kid. Yeah, people said you see that's why I didn't watch it because I loved Jumanji the original so much, Robin Williams. I didn't want, I didn't think they needed to have that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, well, that's out December... Or 13th? November. Yeah, December 13th. Um, the final film on our list, everybody, to round off 2019, you have... We end on a low. Star Wars <laughs> Episode 9. Uh, uh, go away. The final installment of the new Star Wars trilogy is coming, and J.J. Abrams has returned to close out the saga. After Ryan Johnson took the whole series... In unexpected directions. That's took putting it shit. politely. He took a shit on the story. Putting <laughs> it politely, Ryan. You dick. Son of a bitch. Spell your name right. <laughs> Ryan. No, Ryan. Oh, it's stupid. The, the new Star Wars could tell any new story. The question is, what will J.J. Abrams do with the possibilities in front of him? J.J. Abrams. Hope, is, I hope he just reverses all that Ryan Johnson said and went, Snoke's not dead. Who is he? Well, Mark, Hamill, Mark Hamill's been all over Twitter is he? about the production of an episode nine. And someone asked him, uh, Mark Hamill, uh, do you know anything about episode nine? And he tweeted back saying, I know everything about episode nine. Cool. Which makes me think, Luke's not dead. Or if he is, oh. he's playing a significant ghost. Yeah, because Luke died. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> anyway, I'm still furious with this, and you're right. I'm I am contemplating just not getting as attached to the franchise as much as I used to. No, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen anything from it yet. No. Granted, we have a year. I actually thought we'd have a trailer by now. Yeah, I but... think we will. We should. Um, I'm yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm I will probably go into the movie if I go into the movie with the lowest of expectations. Oh, 100. I'm not excited. I have faith in J.J. Abrams. I think he's very good. Yeah, the problem with JJ is he's with the yeah with the exception of maybe Mission Impossible Three, which was good, which he did. He's very good at setting up franchises due to this mystery bots. Um, I did a new one. I think he did film it. No, he didn't. He produced did it. He didn't direct it. Um, he's very good. JJ Abrams is very good at setting up stories because of the mystery box yeah. scenarios. 
but he's never really good at wrapping it all up. For example, Lost. <laughs> For example, Lost is a huge example. Yeah. Um, did you ever see Super 8? Yes. Like, good, good in concept, but it was kind of just a remake of E.T. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not holding out any hope for this and I've said my piece in Star Wars I shan't be fo- throwing it down shoving no. it down people's throats anymore sorry that's okay it's bad uh, and Carrie Fisher looks fine apparently, apparently we've so. said according to our, our news this morning news. Um, right so out of that list Roar what one are you looking forward to the most I'm looking forward to Endgame obviously yeah Far From Home probably Jumanji uh, and what else what else sticks in my head <laughs> I am looking forward to Endgame. Uh, yeah. Just Endgame is, is, is going to culminate the MCU. That's that's going to be pretty fucking huge. What will happen after that? Uh, mm. And that's coming out in April. Uh, the other one, the, my, my dark horse for the year is Brightburn. I think oh, Brightburn yeah. looks awesome. I think it's, I think that would be a cool indie darling. Uh, and again, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think that might be also one of my favorites oh, of the year. Balls. Toy Story 4. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Cool. Cool. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. I'll uh, probably have to go with friends and or family. Anyone out there, if you listen to the end of this podcast, I know there's a few colleagues of mine that <laughs> apparently listen to this religiously and are... Thanks, guys. I'll enjoy it. I'm going to call you out by name. Alex Bell, Nick Byrne, Nick Byrne, Paul Fagan, and now hopefully Suzanne, if you're out there. Does she not have a last name? She does, but she's pretty senior, so I don't want to say it. Okay. <laughs> um, Nick Byrne, he's got a good comedian. Nick, Nick Byrne is a girl. Oh, sorry, Nick. Nicola Byrne. Sorry. Um, You've got a good comedian's name. Go be a comedian. She's quite funny. You're no, quite she, funny. She she occasionally makes me laugh. Go do some stand-up. Uh, guys, if you're out there and you've got Twitter, twi- twi- uh, tweet, tweet to us. Twitter. What, what, what film are you looking forward to the most next year? Use our Twitter handle for us so I can have an excuse to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, Jamie uses it a lot more. I rarely use it, but if we get a tweet, I might respond. Twitter handle is at Kiddlethood. That's with two Ds. Two Ds, at Kiddlethood. We will be tweeting about pretty much every day about what we've been talking about, things that we hear on the news. It's all very topical. It's very good. And um, Jamie is all sorry. over it. All over it like a bad rash. Like, name a rash. I don't know. Impetigo. There you go. There's a rash. Not Look it up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, absolutely Endgame, because it's, it's going to be Endgame. But once upon a time in Hollywood and Brightburn, I think are going to be standouts for me next year. Um. I couldn't care less about Star Wars right now, even though no, I couldn't have like. It's see, a shame, really. See, like, see, a couple of years ago, I could not have been. That was not who I was. I was Star Wars through and through, and I can't believe the final ep- ep- final movie in a three year movie arc of Star Wars is coming out, and I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, it's That's a sad, bizarre. sad world that we live in. <laughs> that movies don't entertain us anymore <laughs> so stupid well that is the roundup of 2019 everybody that'll do it uh let us know uh via twitter if you are looking forward to whatever movie it is um there's a few on that list i've tried to narrow it down to some of the some better ones but let we... us know if you disagree with some of our opinions and it's always good to let us know if we missed argue. any movies as well because i've tried to put as many there as i could yeah we could we put a lot in there 41 or whatever you said there were 39 39 yeah too many sure. too many we cut some out uh, but let us know um, but for roughly the last hour and a half you've been listening to Kilthood the podcast where we talk fun stuff like movies TV shows and video games for the odd celebrity impression for another for good measure I'm Tom I really hurt my neck there <laughs> I'm Tom Holland ah, ah twisted I like oh, I don't know what happened Tom Holland I'm Tom Holland go watch my movie 
Hoods out in May. What have you got any other like secret impressions under your belt that you can maybe throw out there that isn't Tom Holland or Christopher Walken or Matt Warburg? Um Marky Mark, which is overdone. I could do a genetic Welshman where he always asks for the knocky when he's at a restaurant. Well, that's Bryn from Gavin and Stacey. I know. I think I'll go for the knocky. The knocky. It's all right. Potato. I, actually, in my hangover hangover state on New Year's Day. Or the Did day you have knocky? No, I, I lay in the field position and watch season three of Gavin and Stacey. It's really sad. So good. Uh, season three <laughs> is so underrated as well. Is it? Yeah. It's so good. season that is. Um, well, there is only three. It's the last season. Oh, right. Okay. So if you want a, a wee uh, pick-me-up after New Year, guys, go watch Gavin and Stacey season three. It was lovely. Nice. Lovely. Anyway, thanks very much, everyone. Tune in next week where we're talking Harry Potter and all the things uh, we like about it, don't like about it, including the prequels. I think it'll be good. We've got Gregor. We'll have Gregor on. Gregor's right and ready. He loves a bit of Harry Potter books. Has and we're talking about how crap the movies are compared to the books or how good some of they are to the books. And it's good. And if you want to do your homework, <laughs> go read some other books beforehand because they're way better than the movies. And on that note, Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. <laughs>